Hello and welcome to the Amaze podcast. We've been talking to small business owners about their businesses and how they're managing through this difficult time. How have they changed their businesses and what are the challenges with their current banking? Amaze was launched in March 2020 to make banking and bookkeeping easier for small businesses. Please check out our features if you recognise the problems talked about. I'm talking to Claudia Gwinnett of Circular, a reusable packaging service. Claudia's going to tell us a bit about her rather revolutionary company and how she's been dealing with this unfortunate uh, COVID-19 lockdown. So, Claudia, what does your company do? And what's it called, more importantly? Yeah. What's it called and what do you do? The company is called Circler, and what we do is we're a reusable packaging service and it's tailored for brands and businesses in the tourism and hospitality industry. So that sounds like a bit of a, a mouthful, so I'll explain it very simply in terms of what we do and that kind of it helps to understand a bit the problem as well. So obviously plastic waste is an enormous issue, um, which we can definitely get, get into, but the hotel industry and the tourism industry um, not the only culprit, but one of the culprits um, towards it goes, produces enormous amount of waste. The hotel industry in the UK, it's actually 400 million tonnes of waste. A lot of that is plastic. So if you think about your hotel stay, little hotel amenities, the, the bar, you know, coffee cups, stirrers, kind of everywhere in hotels. And what we've actually done is we've targeted toiletries to start with. And in particular, the miniature toiletries that are provided in hotels. There's about 200 million of those go to landfill every year. So what we've done is we partner with lots of different brands. So we're not, we're not selective of, we don't have to have a loyalty to a particular brand. So if you're a hotel and you use brand A, we could look to partner with them. We provide um, the reusable containers. We then deliver that to the hotel. They get used by guests and then they are collected by kind of housekeeping staff. They then become collected by us. They're returned to our warehouse. They're cleaned and they're reused. Um, and we're also actually able to upcycle any of the leftover products and send it to various charities um, around the UK through a kind of charity partner that we have. Um, so, yeah, that's us in a, in a bubble. <laughs> I'm guessing that you, you're, you're sort of uh, motivated by the ideas of making the world a greener, more sustained place. It's all very well being green and believing in a sustainable economy and, and uh, what have you. But how do you actually go from thinking that to actually executing as you have? My background actually was in financial services. So um, I worked for about eight years for, for Barclays. And the way that I started thinking about it was that initially, exactly um, exactly that, the, the, the motivation behind it was I was becoming more and more educated around kind of waste and just became not obsessive, but just very, very aware of my own personal consumption. I've always been a bit of a beauty junkie um, and kind of, started to notice when I would open up my like bathroom cabinet I was like wow I had so many products a lot of them are actually gone off and should have been in the bin um and then I learned that particularly um like with plastic in particular so little of it is recycled for lots of different reasons so there's lots of different stats out there but the one that goes around is kind of only nine percent of plastic that's ever been made has been recycled I mean produce tons and t- millions and trillions of tons of this stuff um And I actually initially started looking at a kind of refill cosmetics company. And as I started speaking to lots of different brands, which is what I'd always recommend people to do before you go and start a company, kind of go and speak to anyone and everyone who really kind of 
listen to you. Um, lots of brands were saying, oh, you know, they, we wish we would be able to offer refills ourselves, but as a small company, logistically, it's very difficult. How do you get scales? Quite a lot of capital infrastructure in it. And that kind of got me thinking, wow, I wonder if there's a service that you could provide to brands. Um, and then the second thing that I started to look at is there were lots of kind of zero waste stores popping up. I mean, at the time, it was about a year ago in London, but they're now obviously lots all over the UK. So zero waste shop where lots of people kind of go in with your mason jars and kind of fill it up uh, like the good old days. Um, and I spoke to lots of the people who ran these stores and I said, you know, who is your customer here? And they said, look, we have people who are just really, really committed to the cause, you know, like if this was 10 miles away, they would come with their mason jar. And then they said, we also have people that this shop is now on their way to work, for example, or on their way back from wherever. And they kind of talked about this kind of closed loop movement. So not just circular by nature, like, so we were using stuff, but actually if you can make it use work in closed loop systems. And that's kind of how we ended up with hotels and, um, you know, we, we also did a pilot in an airport, which we can talk about because we were looking at closed loop systems, like where people come and go from the same place. So you can collect a lot of the stuff. Um, so really the idea came from, it wasn't one of those like light bulb moments. It was very much kind of speaking to lots of people and then kind of found like a niche problem and then just became so obsessed with trying to solve it. <laughs> this has had a direct impact, this lockdown on your on your business, because obviously uh, hotels are now closed up, aircraft aren't flying or people aren't travelling. What are you looking at do- doing to try and keep the business going? Yeah, so, I mean, we were literally just about to launch some pilots in the hospitality industry. So it's meant that we've been left with lots of stock. Um, so, like, really amazing brands who we had partnered with to do the pilot. So we've done it. We're doing a few things. So the first immediate thing that we did was we've put the stock online so that people can purchase it themselves. And next week, we're actually about to launch um, a kind of self-care pick-me-up package. And the idea around it is that, marketing during this time is is quite difficult because people you know people are losing like some people are you know that they've lost their jobs like it's it's just a really uneasy time and I think how you market is really important but I think there's definitely the sense of you know we're missing being around family and friends and the kind of idea of gifting um you know sending someone a little gift to say hey I'm thinking of you I'm missing you like here's some nice products kind of cheer you up for the day to our existing customers we're sending out a little box to kind of thank them for um when they they've supported us previously and the view is to kind of then pass that on so literally from as low as 4.99 you can send like a little care package it's got some like beautiful skincare products um and hair care and you could send it on to someone and say hey i know we can't be together but you know here's a little kind of treat for me and hopefully kind of start like a bit of a chain reaction so that's the one thing we're doing the second thing we're doing is we're putting some plans in place. So in the local areas, I live in London, I live in in North London. Um, There's huge and amazing volunteer groups that are kind of sprouted up, obviously to kind of support people who are isolated or locked down. Um, And we're actually offering, kind of looking to offer kind of refills that are directly into people's homes. So still being able to kind of stick to the core of what we wanted to do, because we don't really want to become like, just lose all our values, just, by panicking, if that makes sense, because I think that's 
really not what people should be doing from a business perspective. So how do we keep to our values? You know, we've always been about kind of refills, really good quality products that are local um, and being able to still get them into people's home. We're, we're working around a few logistics. There's some cleanliness things that we need to make sure adhere to and how do we get people to order. But we think by doing something local, um, We've seen quite a few requests from it, from, from putting out some feelers. It might be another way to test the completely different side of a business that we never thought about. So we always wanted to be a B2B brand, um, but they might tide us through kind of the next couple of months. That's fantastic. I mean, I really, really admire your courage and your fortitude. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, when we first spoke, I, I genuinely felt deeply sad by what had happened because I thought there's you know such a great idea and it's such a great great proposition because I get it I completely get it I used to spend a lot of time in hotels and it used to horrify me the amount of rubbish that that one would produce even when you tried hard not to if there is other entrepreneurs other uh, businesses out there who will be listening to this you know how could they help you right now what would be a great thing for you to partner with right now yeah, I mean, you know, so anyone who has kind of like set up distribution like model, and what I mean by that is like, you know, perhaps you deliver, you know, anything, you've got any kind of online retail business, but you've got a kind of customer group that is, and you're providing a service that people want at the moment, you know, that could be from toys to anything from food. Um, but yeah, if anyone's listening who has that kind of network, you know, we'd love to be able to partner up so that then we could distribute our kind of our products through there. That would be like the kind of holy grail if you if you wanted to say. But then at the same time, we're also really interested in other businesses who might be in the same position as us, whereby, you know, you were about to start perhaps, or you're about to launch, you've just launched. Um, and, you know, perhaps we partner up and add other things. You know, I'm thinking about snack brands or, you know, any other kind of online, you know, or any other kind of retail service. And perhaps we create a kind of bigger bundle that we could send out to people. So it's not just personal care products. I know it's very difficult to think of the future, Claudia, right now. But let's assume, and I believe fully that this will happen, that we all make our way through this. Um, what's your ideal scenario for the company, say, a year from now? You have to stay positive, right, and believe that things are going to go back to normal and whatever normal, it might be a bit of a different shape of normal, but, you know, that it will it will go back to it. Yeah, for us, I mean, if I think about in a year's time, you know, it would be great that um, we've got a couple of pilots up and running across the UK. Potentially, you know, our, our dream would be to get into a kind of small chain. And what I mean by that is still an independent hotel, but that maybe has a kind of couple of properties around the UK. Um, for that to be successful, um, to have onboarded a few bigger brands to be able to, to work with and deliver their products through our packaging. Um, and, you know, and that's what we're kind of doing at the moment, whilst um, there's a lot of stuff that we're trying to do to just keep ourselves afloat, to make sure that we don't, um, you know, we can still make some, some revenue over the next couple of months. But we're also taking a lot of the time to do all those things that, you know, we look at our strategy, what else could we be doing? Um, and so that our proposition, particularly as we go back out there, is actually even stronger. Um, it all happened really quickly. I mean, I, it, it, I've only been working on this for a couple of months and we've got pilots up and running very quickly. But obviously now they've been paused. So actually this time is really useful to just sit back and reflect and be like, could we have made that a bit better? Could we change our pricing model? Um, I've actually done a lot more research recently and how we can save hotels a lot more money through this, kind of through their waste management, which is not something we had looked at before. So there are positives to it. Um, and yeah, and hopefully just come out a bit, a bit stronger. 
at the heart of any business is that there is admin, there is finance. How are you doing your business banking these days? Yeah, so we have a separate online um, you know, business banking account. So we went with a kind of a, a digital a digital bank just because it was a lot quicker, a lot easier to kind of set up. And yeah, so I mean at the moment we try to use as much online resources as possible. I do it all myself pretty much. I have got um, a background from financial services, so I have I can manage it as you know as much as possible. I mean, it is all the really tedious stuff. The banking side is probably easier, but dealing with like VAT returns and tax is just shoot your brains out kind of mind numbing stuff <laughs> so well that was kind of my my next question you know i mean how much time do you think is taken up every month with having to deal with tax and paying spent sending invoices and and stuff like that how much time do you think is used up i mean i think i definitely spend most probably a couple of days a month on it um the reason is is that we have lots of different suppliers so there's lots of different invoices and i think also when you start a company for the first time you're just so nervous about getting it wrong and therefore it takes a lot of extra time like i remember when we submitted our first vat return i was like so terrified of like counting something wrong and like the you know the tax man being after me um now I feel like a bit more in the flow of it. So we've been up and running for about six months, but definitely at the beginning, it was it was incredibly daunting and very time consuming. Tell me about how people pay you. How, how do they actually get money to you when they're buying your products? We can take payments online and we also take payments kind of face-to-face. So when we had our first pilot, everything was done face-to-face. So you could, you could pay by card. We've actually been a business that's never accepted cash. Um, the reason for that is it was just, it was actually more expensive for us. So that, that, and I don't think we would ever most probably do try and accept cash just because of, just because of that. Yeah. Have you ever forgotten to send an invoice? Yes, we have actually. Um, and it's actually been quite recently with obviously everything that's been going on. We had kind of a big purchase of some of our products because most of the time it's customers purchasing, so individual customers. Um, but recently we had a business kind of because of everything that's going on with COVID-19, purchased some of our stock um, and I sent it to them and I just completely forgot for about two weeks to <laughs> send the invoice. Luckily, they chased me up about it, which was, um, which is great. <laughs> um, so tell me, I mean, how are you handling sort of paying tax and statutory costs and things? We signed up for VAT and we've signed up for all our tax. Um, and what we've done at the moment is we set aside um, some initial money right at the beginning. So we actually had investment into the company um, and I set aside um, like a small pot, which at the time was kind of an unknown amount of obviously what we would need to pay to be able to, to just keep some, keep some money aside. But um, it's not really been put into a separate pot or anything like that. It's just kind of money that I know that we shouldn't spend in our bank account. Do you expect to be eligible for any of the government assistance over the COVID-19 lockdown? So unfortunately not. You have to have had um, a tax year from um, last year, which we don't because we're too too small. I could follow myself, but I never actually took a salary from Circler. So, and then it would mean that 
it, it just also wouldn't be practical. So the only thing really available to me is actually kind of applying for universal credit. But I just feel so unbelievably uncomfortable doing that because I think there are people in much worse situations. My husband still luckily, you know, earns a salary um, and feels like he's in a pretty safe job. And that's kind of why, for me, it's trying to pivot as quickly as possible during this time to get some revenue in so that even if we just got a small amount recuperated back from the cost that we'd spent to try and get ourselves up and running, once this passes, we, would, we wouldn't be at zero, if that makes sense. We would have something to kind of work from. So one of the things you told me is you've set up a web shop and uh, so you can actually sell stuff online. You're doing this great thing with uh, uh, gifting so that people can send care packages and stuff like that. Mm. Could you tell me the, the website where somebody might be able to buy your products and, and possibly this gift pack? Our website is circler.co.uk. So circler is spelled C-I-R-C-L-A. You can also find us on Instagram um, and we're at circler underscore. Claudia, thank you very much. That's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much to Claudia Gwinnett for sharing an interesting and frank interview. You can find more about her company at circler.co.uk and you can email Claudia on claudia at circler.co.uk. <laughs>